Hello. Discover the answer to life's most perplexing questions. Gain insight for your journey and discover how to use your pain to launch your purpose as you listen to Beauty for Ashes, a podcast with Adrian Mayfield. Hey guys, so by the time you hear this recording, it will probably be well beyond the time that there was all the rage and discussion and conversation about the Clark sisters, which was a lifetime premiere that showed um, last week. So I watched it. It was a lot of hype about it, a lot of people talking about it. And so I recorded it on my DVR, but I began to watch and I really enjoyed it. It was really an amazing um, movie, very well done. They said, you know, a true story based on their lives. There's been some dispute and discussion about parts of it that were or weren't true. But nevertheless, it was a very, very good story. Very well done. Very interesting. Took me back to, I remember hearing their songs and singing along with them and and thinking about the similarities between them and my mom and her own sisters, because my mom and her two sisters would go around to different churches and sing. And they were called the Rice Sisters because that was their last name. And so it was three of them and they went everywhere. They were well known all around my my small town and the neighboring towns for going around and singing. But what I want to talk to you about today is about something that was um, a theme that was pretty pervasive throughout the entire movie. And that was the issue of unforgiveness and how it plays into our lives, even as a, in adulthood and how even childhood traumas and things that we experience in life carry over into adulthood and cause um, undeniable wounds that tend to permeate relationships and keep the health of relationships from being possible. And so if you haven't watched it, of course, you may be clueless as to what I'm talking about. The Clark sisters were actually five sisters, I believe, And there was one particular sister that throughout the movie from the very beginning, even the way that it was cast, there just seemed to be some estrangement. And she did end up leaving the group later. They sang together and traveled around and she did end up leaving the group. And to this day, you know, based on based on interviews that they've done, they're still estranged. And so I found that very interesting and saddening. And in my own life, I've had difficulties and challenges with my family, as we all have, you know, issues that come along, disagreements, misunderstandings. And so even currently in my own family, there's been a period of estrangement between me and some of my family members for over two years now. And so it can be really painful, particularly as believers, because it does not at all reflect the heart of God and what he would say and feel about relationships. And so I just wanted to spend a little time today talking to you about forgiveness and the effects of unforgiveness. And because I think that it's something that we don't talk a lot about in church. We talk about obvious sins. People talk about homosexuality and drunkenness and gluttony, although people don't talk about gluttony that much because most people like to eat. But we talk about very public sins but we don't talk about unforgiveness, which is a sin. And so there are people who are pretending to be Christians, who are saying they're Christians, who are saying they're believers, but who are carrying grudges and resentment and bitterness and unforgiveness in their hearts. And that is just not of God. And so I wanted to kind of share a little bit about that 
share, you know, the the part that I've already shared with you about my own personal story and also share with you the strategy for dealing with that and what we need to do because it's not healthy to carry it around in your heart. It can cause lots of illnesses, all lots of sicknesses and diseases. And there are people who say even I think I mentioned this once before in a podcast about broken heart syndrome. Well, broken heart syndrome has to do with traumas and disappointments that a person goes through consistently that cause actual heart heart attack-like symptoms with the person who's experiencing them. And so there's a very real connection between our emotions and our feelings and our physical health. And so you want to begin to deal with that, not only because of your physical health, but also because God has commanded us to forgive. Jesus said that if we don't forgive, then we can't be forgiven. We'll be forgiven in the same measure that we extend forgiveness. And so when we think about all that Jesus has done for us, coming and living a sinless life and dying on the cross for our sins, making it possible for us to be reconciled back to God and how much God loves us, and how we are not perfect, none of us, we've all made mistakes, but God still loves us and accepts us if we come to him and confess our sins. So we, how, how wrong is it for us to withhold that same forgiveness to people? Now, I'll be the first to say that betrayal and hurt and uh, rejection and deception, all of those things are real. And life is real. People can be really nasty. They can be really dirty to each other. And things can happen that undeniably give you cause to be angry or upset or frustrated or hurt. But God tells us to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. And he says that vengeance is mine. I shall repay. All of those things remind us that God is the ultimate judge. He sees all and knows all. So we have to leave it to him and trust him to take care of those things. Because to harbor unforgiveness, to harbor bitterness, to harbor resentment in your heart is not healthy. It will end up affecting your physical health, but it also keeps you in a position where you can't receive forgiveness from God. And we all need forgiveness from God because we are not perfect. We fall short. We make mistakes. We think wrong things. We do things to people that we shouldn't do. We sin. We fall short of God's glory and grace and his holy standard. And so because we need God's forgiveness, we have to be open and willing to extend that same forgiveness to others, even when they've hurt us, even when they've betrayed us, even when they've just done something really foul. That's still God's expectation. And so what I wanted to take us to today is the story of Joseph. If you're not familiar with Joseph, Joseph had brothers and he had a dream early on in his life. And in that dream, he dreamed that his brothers and his family would all be bowing down to him or they they would be serving him. And of course, this made his brothers pretty angry. Can you imagine your brother saying that one day you would serve him? So they were angry. And to top all of that off, his father had made him a beautiful coat. Like I said, there were many, there were several brothers, but the bro- the father had only given him this coat. And so his brothers resented him. They did not like the fact that he had this dream and there was just this ongoing animosity with them. And so one day when he went to go check on his brothers, they plotted to kill him and they were actually planning to go through with it. But one of the younger brothers, Reuben, said, hey, let's not do that. Let's just cast. Let's just throw him in a pit. He was hoping to try to go back later and rescue him. But in the interim, they sold him off 
into slavery. And the Bible says that after that, they went down and sat and ate lunch. Can you imagine selling your brother off as a slave and then going to sit down and eat lunch? That shows us and reveals the depravity of the human heart and what can happen if we allow bitterness and resentment to fester inside of us. And you can read Genesis to read more about the story. But as the story goes, you know, Joseph goes, he has finds favor everywhere he goes. He the favor that God had showed to him in the dream. It follows him. And he eventually ends up being second in command. And there is a famine that comes to the land and his brothers end up coming to him. And he does a little kind of trickery thing to get them to come back and bring their other brother and then to bring their father. And so if we go to Genesis 45, that's where I wanted us to pick up because this is where Joseph, his, the weird the weird thing that's always been to me in reading this story is that Joseph's brothers did not recognize him. And so we can kind of take two things from that. Either he had been so um, changed or shaped or matured beyond what what happened that they that he became unrecognizable to them or maybe they were just in some space but the bible just records that they did not recognize him he recognized them but they didn't know who he was and so after you know they had gone back and he done something put some things in their bag to make it seem like they stolen them and he did all these things to kind of get them there and then in chapter 45 of genesis he um, is beginning the process to make himself known. So we're going to pick up there. It says, then Joseph could no longer control himself before all his attendants. And he cried out, have everyone leave my presence. So there no one, there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him and Pharaoh's household heard about it. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother, Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed. Do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now, there's been famine in the land. For the next five years, there will be no plowing and reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me a father to Pharaoh, Lord of his entire household and ruler of all Egypt. Hurry back to my father and say to him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me Lord of Egypt. Come down to me. Don't delay. You shall live in the region of Goshen and be near me. You and your children and grandchildren, flocks and herds and all you have. I will provide for you there because five years of famine are still to come. Otherwise, you and your household and all belong to you will become destitute. You can see for yourselves, and so can my brother Benjamin, that it's really I who am speaking to you. Tell my father about all the honor that's been afforded me in Egypt and everything you've seen. Bring my father here quickly. Then he threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and wept, and Benjamin embraced him weeping. He kissed all his brothers and wept over them. Afterwards, his brothers talked with him. Wow. So we see here a true picture of forgiveness and what forgiveness will do in restoration and reconciliation. Despite the fact that his brothers had hated him without a cause, really had mistreated him and sold him into slavery. God, he says, was the one working behind the scenes so that he would be have the opportunity to go ahead and prepare 
provision for his family despite everything that happened. And so we see here a beautiful picture of forgiveness. We here see the weeping and the sorrow that he experiences, which is evident of his humanity. You know, he's accepting his brothers. He loves them, but there had to have been a lot of pain because of what happened before. But nevertheless, he put that aside. He was showing here a true picture of forgiveness. And as a result, his family was able to live and prosper and have the provisions that they needed. And so that is my hope for you today. That is my hope for the Clark sisters. That is the hope, my hope for my own life. That if your family is going through a period of um, brokenness, of separation, of estrangement, whatever the reason, squash it, pick up the phone, have the conversations and move forward. Forgiveness makes all things possible. If we love each other and show forgiveness and extend forgiveness, then I believe that putting out that olive branch moving forward is what God would have us to do because it's his perfect plan for us to be people. We are ministers of reconciliation. So that is my prayer again for you. If there's anyone in your heart that you need to forgive, any bitterness or resentment that you're holding and harboring in your heart, release it today for the love of God. Release it today because it is hurting you, it's harming you. And whether you know it or not, it is keeping you separate from fulfilling God's perfect plan for your life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for life. We thank you that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. We thank you that you've given us the gift of reconciliation and restoration. But Father, we want to be honest before you. We want to come to you and say that sometimes it seems hard. It seems difficult. There's been pain. There's been betrayal. There's been hurt. There's been wounding, sometimes intentional. But Father, we cast that as your feet and we ask that you would just come into our hearts now, mend every broken place, mend every wound, every area of of unforgiveness. Father, even remove the memories that cause the bitterness and resentment to remain. We release it into your care now and we ask that you would make reconciliation possible to the degree that is healthy for all individuals. We ask that you would make reconciliation and healing possible. We know that it is your will. We align ourselves with that divine will. And I just pray healing over the hearts of your people, that even in the areas where they've been hurt or they felt betrayed or they've been deceived or they feel like someone has just mistreated them, that they will release that to you today, that you will bring your healing balm to their heart, that you will sing songs of deliverance over them so they can be made whole in their soul. We thank you that you do with all things well. We thank you that you forgive us and we forgive as you have forgiven us in Jesus name. Amen. You've been listening to the Beauty for Ashes podcast. Before you go, subscribe and leave a message with your pressing question or comment. Be sure to tell all your friends and tune in next week for another episode.